Ooh, apple tea. Wow, you can really taste the apple. Can we get two apple teenies, please? Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Apple Teeny Plus. I'm Brad. I'm here with Gerald. How you doing, Gerald? What's up, Bradley? How are you? I'm doing good. It's been, you know, we're sporadic right now. We'll 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 get it down eventually, but Yeah, well, we don't know what we're doing. I mean <laughs> it's just too why is life so much stuff? You know, there's just too much stuff in life. It's true. And for those who if this is our first time coming to Apple Teeny Plus you know, Gerald and I just talk shows or movies on Apple TV Plus and sip on a beautiful Apple TV while we do it. Yeah, two old, bald, white dudes discussing <laughs> Apple TV Plus original programming while enjoying Apple Teenies. So yeah. why, why not? That wasn't a format yet, I don't think. So we decided to do that. Yeah, everybody does like movie and beer. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're going to change it up a little bit, or as we like to say, drink different. How about that? They're drink different. Absolutely. And what I'm realizing, Bradley, and I'm sure you probably are too, is that Apple TV Plus has a lot of good programming. So I'm glad we decided yes. to do this. Yes, they do. And I think they are more, they're working more with quality rather than quantity, yeah, like some other streamers that. out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, part of it is the age too. They're such a young format. But I agree with you that I, th- I think they have a lot more hits than misses. You know? Oh yeah. Least, I mean, at least of the stuff that I've seen. First streamer to win an Oscar. So there you go. Right there off the go. bat, they have they have it going for them. Bam. So there it is. <laughs> so for those who are tuning in, we are going to talk Mythic Quest season one and two this week because we, we have season three coming out very soon. So we wanted to kind of get caught up before the new season. Yeah, and before we, you know, because on this show we do discuss, you know, in detail, you know, our depiction of the characters and different plot synopsis and things like that. So there will be spoilers later on in the episode. But before we get there, Brad, why don't you give them just an overall plot synopsis of the series? Yeah. So Mythic Quest, the owner of a successful video game design company and his troubled staff struggle to keep their hit game Mythic Quest on top. So initial thoughts, man. Um, again, before we get into any specifics with the plot and things that happen throughout the series, but what's your just your initial thoughts on Mythic Quest? Hey, my initial thoughts is I... I have so much fun with this. I used to be a big World of Warcraft gamer many years ago. So watching this, it really kind of brought back that that kind of feel of playing that game. And so I kind of had that connection with it, along with the humor and all the actors in this show are fantastic. They're great comedic actors. And for those who don't know, Rob McElhaney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia he is one of the leads in this show, and I always find him very, very funny. So, I mean, it it, it really, really hit every every checkbox for me as I as I started watching it. Bro, I am all with you. I absolutely adored this show. Like, I would even venture to say this might be one of my favorite, if you want to call it sitcom, 
uh, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. Like, okay. I absolutely wow. love this show. And I know we're getting a season three and four at least. They did announce that. They kind of um, yes. signed, uh, signed on two more seasons at the same time. But what's cool about this show, too, not talking about the plot specifically, but just kind of the pedigree of the show. Uh, you know, you mentioned Rob, but Charlie Day, who was also in Always Sunny, is one of mm-hmm. the writers for the show. And him and Rob kind of came up with this idea together. And then they brought in Megan Gans, who is a just like a historical figure in TV writing. And she also is a writer on the show and kind of helped come up with the idea. But she did shows like Community and Modern Family. And you get to see kind of these tie-ins, right? Because there's a lot of the same actors from those shows. Yeah. And, and Always Sunny, of course. And it's just really cool to, to see it all kind of come together and kind of it was leading up to this when you get all these kind of masterminds in a room together and just kind of come up with this idea. And I feel like the plot of Mythic Quest, you know, the game itself in the show, the game within the show, I feel like kind of plays that to that same narrative. Like we kind of get to see it grow and get to see it mature and kind of what it becomes just like the kind of creators that are behind it, too, which I think is really cool that that parallel kind of exists as well. Oh, yeah, but I agree. I, but I, I love agree. the show. Yeah. So uh, there will be spoilers, guys. The, yes, there will. The night is dark and full of spoilers. So <laughs> I mean, we're uh, going to dig into both seasons, so it's kind of hard not to spoil. Yeah. yeah. You know, we really just discuss like characters and our favorite scenes and that kind of stuff. So it won't be like a bullet by bullet oh, yeah, no, um, no. review of the seasons or whatever. And, you know, the idea is that if you've seen Mythic Quest, you can listen to this episode and and really kind of see what we enjoyed about it overall. But there will be spoilers going forward. So if you have not seen Mythic Quest Seasons 1 and 2, I would recommend you come back to this episode after you get a chance to check that out. So... Brad, I'll let you start, man. We're, let's talk about characters. There is a lot of characters yes, in Mythic Quest. There are a lot of characters, and they're all great in their own way. Do you want to do this discussion like as the two seasons kind of combine? Because there really are a lot of the same. I don't think there were any like majorly new characters in season two. I feel like they were all kind of there the whole time, right? They were. I think, um, yeah, because some of them only pop up here and there, like Carol. From HR, I I and <laughs> I think Sue, she kind of just pops in here and there. She's not, like, always in the limelight like all the other ones, like Iron and Poppy and right. and everyone else. So, since there were, like, no new characters in Season 2 introduced, uh, at least substantial ones, let's just kind of give our overall, our favorite characters in the TV show. It, this, I mean, trying to pick an overall character that that I loved, it... it it's difficult because I just I like them all in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, I, I Brad is probably the greatest character on there for for good reason, of course. Brad, <laughs> God, you know Brad is great though. It's just a sociopath who literally just cares about he himself just, like, the, and he's money. Just like yeah, he's just like capitalism <laughs> as a person, you know. It's just so undesirable, but you can't help but love him, you know, because he's so maniacal and. Like I love, I love Ian, his craziness and just like the the, <laughs> the stupid stuff he comes up with, mm-hmm. and I mean David and his uh, kind of you know he's the team leader, but he's he's the team leader that everybody just steps on. To get right, to, right. And there really isn't a character like I said. It's every everyone in this 
show I love in a different way. So there isn't one standout that I'm like, oh, this is my absolute favorite. Right. No, I get that. Um, I, there, I'm with you where there's so many that it's hard to like, I mean, it's impossible because there's so many. So I don't know that I have a one absolute favorite because one episode he or she might be the favorite, but the next episode is somebody else. And then yeah. it's back to them. And then yeah. this and that. You know, so there's so many that really shine throughout this series. But if I had to pick one, which I'm forcing myself to do, I think it's David uh, Brittles. Okay. Uh, portrayed by David Hornsby. Now, we were talking about the Always Sunny Connection. I don't know how much of that show you watched, but I watched it religiously back in the day. I still do. And he played this character called Cricket, who was a a Catholic priest that the guys in Always Sunny got to and kind of broke him down. And now on the series, he plays this homeless dude who's like a drug addict. <laughs> he's a former Catholic priest. Okay. It's, it's played a comedic effect, but he's from Always Sunny uh, in a very niche role that he has on that show. But in this show, I feel like David Hornsby, who's portraying him, just, I mean, I think it's the best acting on the show, I would say, from Hornsby. Not necessarily just for comedy, although he is comedic, but yeah, he, he gives that kind of like grounded, like, okay, guys, this is a workplace, like... So he's kind of a dork in that respect, like everybody else is having a good time and being inappropriate. And he's the one that's kind of trying to bring everybody back in line when he sets up like the ethics committee to make sure they're not offending anyone when the Nazis are in the game. Like, <laughs> you know, just, you know what I mean? Like he he seems like an, a kind of that everyday workplace boss that you encounter. You know what I mean? And I really oh, like yeah, the yeah. way he portrayed that. He, he's trying to he's trying to keep the ship running. He doesn't want it to get out of control. Although. Right. He does. He sometimes fails at it. He's he's doing his best, all while having his kind of you know marital problems outside of work. Yeah, and that's funny too because <laughs> I just rewatched the finale of season two, and, the, and it starts with him coming into the office and he's talking to Poppy and Ian, and he's like, "Yeah, you know," he's talking about his girlfriend and how he asked her to move in, and she was like, "No, I don't think it's you. Know, we've only been together a few months." And he's like, so I read the room wrong, and I dropped down on one knee. And they're like, oh, no. Oh, God, no. And he's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I proposed to her. And then you think the story's over, and it can't get any worse. And and Ian's like, oh, God, did it end there? And he's like, no. Then I dropped down on both knees, and I begged her. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just kind of this poor schmo that you kind of feel oh, yeah. sorry for. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that's cool about his character is you get the impression, and this happens to me sometimes as I get older in life, but you get the impression with David that like his work family really is his family. Like yes. he feels, he feels more accepted at work than possibly he does outside, which of course we don't really see his life outside in the show, but you get that impression. Like he's really happy to be there because those people really, you know, embrace him and look up to him and stuff like that. And I've, I've felt bouts of that before in my life as well. And, and one of my favorite moments of his is when he's kind of having like that midlife crisis and he's he wearing the jean jacket and what was he like the the wolf, the wolf? <laughs> oh yeah he's the wolf bro oh man um and my only other one besides david would be poppy you know just girl power i mean she's just representing kind of like something that i feel like is super super underutilized in the gamer community and that's women Yes, uh, especially when you're talking about like creative directors and developers and that kind of thing so i mean even the characters like rachel and dana kind of are kind of the same way they're they're starting at the very very bottom because they're game testers right and you see i mean they do a good job of in these two seasons kind of giving an arc for all these characters to kind of lift them up into what we're gonna we'll see what we get in season three yeah and then you have somebody like jesse ennis who portrays joe (laughs) kind of administrative assistant that gets passed around brad and and david 
but she's fine. She's like, so, she wants to be kind of like where Poppy is, but just a lot more aggressive. Yes. Um, it, a but lot it just more aggressive. Per- <laughs> a lot more aggressive. <laughs> like she would have easily been fired in the real world within a week, but she's just so like overly aggressive to kind of achieve that, that goal of her in her mind. Uh, what about characters that you didn't care for? I mean, this hard on the show because I kind of like everybody, but were there any, like, I guess let's just say like your least favorite character. I mean, at First, he, he kind of he's kind of come around a little bit more, and that was the CW played by F. Murray <laughs> Abraham. Like I kind of felt he was a little one note for a while. Yeah, like yeah, sure, yeah. But I still I like that. him. I don't hate him, but he's he's probably the for me one of the weaker characters. I get that. I like how his character is kind of meant to play that role of like I'm out of the loop. You know what I mean? Like oh, I. Yeah. I won I'm, one award, and I'm going to ride that as long yeah. as I can. <laughs> I'm the older generation. I don't know what the hell you guys are doing, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll try to write something for you. You know, um, and he's inappropriate, but doesn't know that he's inappropriate because he's so far detached from like PCness. You know, so yes, <laughs> I do see what they did with that character. But you're right; his character obviously is like the least in terms of like changing and growing like he's pretty much the same in every episode for me i mean i love everybody but i guess like just some of the choices the character made bothered me a little bit and that's dana you were just talking about her she's one of the testers Mm. she just seemed like she had her shit together and she had this great head on her shoulders and then we get towards the end of season two and she decides she wants to be a programmer and she also wants to kind of achieve what poppy has yeah so she decides to go to berkeley which by the way we talked about berkeley on our first episode with Coda, but all this stuff happens and like she quits her job before she gets accepted which bothered me so i don't know if you remember but at the end of season two she's like i'm leaving mythic quest i'm going to berkeley i want to be a programmer i made this game with the 3d goat or whatever you know i want to do all that and they're like okay you know best wishes and david you know tries to hug him in a really funny scene and they leave or whatever <laughs> and then like the next scene that shows her she's like i didn't get in and she has to go back to beg poppy and iron for her job it's just a weird it didn't line up with her character i didn't feel like you know it was you don't do that especially when you're gonna be finding out that week just wait till you find out i agree with you kind of it seems like she was jumping the gun kind of rushed kind of thing but yeah but her relationship with rachel was really cute and i did love the symbolism there of you know kind of showing like you know a gay relationship in a very popular Mm -hmm. tv show and kind of like you know, because you have Joe, and then you have Dana and Rachel, and then you have Poppy. So you do have all these really strong female characters in the show, which I thought was very important as well. Is there any of these characters that you would uh, you would love to hang out with, have a beer with, just kind of shoot the shit with? I mean, who would who would you not want to hang out with in this show? <laughs> it, it is true. Who would you not um, want to? But I think for uh, one, Joe would be. The most crazy oh one if you go out with her. Oh, my God. You'd end up in jail. <laughs> you would. You totally would. <laughs> you know, this is going to be a really weird uh, choice. There's a couple. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of people in the show that I would like to just spend an hour with just hanging out with. But what about Pootie Shoe, man? <laughs> let's not hang out with Pootie Shoe. <laughs> I want to hang out with Pootie Shoe like on his stream. Okay. Like on his stream and like, you know. Just watch him play video games, talk shit to him the whole time. You and Pootie Shoe going to play Minecraft together? Yeah, we'll do that. We'll play <laughs> Minecraft together. Actually, I wish we could play Mythic Quest together. So what? So you're more of a gamer than I, Brett. So this is like the Final Fantasy kind of like, not ripoff, that's not the word I'm using, but like an homage to kind of like a Final Fantasy type game? Um, more, 
I, I see it more as like a World of Warcraft kind okay. of a... Yeah, that's true, because it has like the ogres and monsters and stuff in it. Yeah, Lord yeah. of the Rings Online kind of thing, like that that style of game. Like Game of Thrones-ish? Yeah, there, there's tons of those games out there, like uh, Elder Scroll or oh, there's many, yeah. Skyrim, I think it is, and uh, many others like that out there so those types of uh, fantasy games yeah yeah where you kind of become that character and you get a you know play them through certain quests and you can get very sucked into those games that's for yeah. sure yeah 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 you're all you're kind of living in your own world your own reality yeah. which we get to see ian and, and poppy kind of drift off into that too on the show so what about like is there any technical stuff or like music or anything on the technical side that kind of you remember that jumped out at you while you were watching it? <laughs> Snoop Dogg, but... <laughs> yeah! You know what? In fairness, there's actually a lot of great cameos so oh, far on this oh, show. Oh, yes, yes, there is. Uh, you mentioned Snoop Dogg, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, uh, my gosh. the His announcement for season three... Oh, that was great. <laughs> ...where they called Anthony Hopkins was hilarious. That was the absolute best, I agree. I honestly would love to see this as an actual game. I would. I think I would play it. Yeah, no doubt. So William Hurt's in one standalone episode. So while we're talking about um, episodes, I guess what you know, looking at, we're looking at season one and two. By the way, mm-hmm. I don't, can't remember if we announced at the top, Brad, but season three is coming back very, very soon. Yes, we did. It premieres June twenty fourth. So just a few weeks away from when we're recording this. When this comes out, season three is right around the corner. Um, so I'm very excited about that. But talking about the first two seasons of Mythic Quest. Were there any like standout episodes for you? I have a couple that I want to mention, but I, I was going to let you go first. Um, one of one of my favorite ones is Everlight, and that's the uh, the LARP so party that they do. So good! I absolutely loved that episode. I thought it was great, and like the leading up to this big battle between them and Brad of like <laughs> who's going to take over, and and the way Joe Joe I love. Of Joe in that, like she was just like raging. <laughs> yeah, no, it was so good, and and Brad was so evil in it. You know, yes, which spoke to his character. The other one that I really loved was the quarantine episode where they're on the yeah. Zoom call. Now, can I tell you something? Yes, I didn't watch this in real time. I just watched this a couple months ago. I, mm-hmm. I binged. I binged the two seasons, so I didn't even know this or realize this. I don't know if you did, but those two that you just mentioned were actually add-on episodes at the end of the season. So they weren't actually part of season one. They ended up getting grouped into the season one episodes. Like when you look them up on IMDb mm-hmm. and stuff, but they like were add-ons. I knew the quarantine one was, I didn't know that the, uh, yeah. the ever, ever light one was. So that's interesting, but I love those too. I love the quarantine one because, well, you didn't watch it real time. So yeah. for, for me, I watched it during the you know a quarantine time for us and then mm-hmm. this new episode came out and it's it's like oh this is all what we're dealing with right now this is kind of funny and the way they do it and then it leads up to this all right we're going to time out this the zoom game thing that was kind of big and like it was fun to watch during you know everything that was going on yeah what i was going to say and you know covid had pretty much i mean it's still around let's be honest but when i watched these episodes a few months ago it was pretty much run its course it wasn't as bad as it was in 2020 at least where we're all shut in our houses but what i did feel like they did really really well in quarantine is like they put a face on what we were all kind of going mm-hmm. through what we were all feeling but they were still like able to make you laugh about it you know and yeah and that show was or that episode was hilarious 
there's a really touching moment in that show with Poppy and Ian at the very end, which was like a great freeze frame, I thought, and a good like um, creative choice to to film that the way they did. And he surprises her and shows up and gives her a hug and you know tells her everything's going to be okay because you know we were all feeling a little weird <laughs> during during yes. quarantine. Yes, you know we whether it was depression or uneasiness or whatever. Like you know it was just a weird weird time. So. I don't know. I feel like that was almost maybe the most important episode. It was definitely like a necessary episode, especially when it came out, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, it fits, especially if you, if you go back and watch them now, you can still kind of go, Oh yes, I, I remember this time. Cause even in season two, we have, um, CW is kind of remote zooming into work still. Mm-hmm, Cause he's a uh, high risk or whatever. Yeah. Well, I love Quarantine, too. That was going to be one of the ones I wanted to mention. But my favorite one is probably A Dark, Quiet Death from the first season, which is ironic because it's not attached to the narrative of the show. Is, so, is that the one with Jack Johnson or, or Jake Johnson? Jake Johnson and Kristen Milioti, um are the two leads in that. And they also have a one-off episode in season two, which we can talk about in a minute, uh, which I also thought was really, really good, focusing on CW you know, in the past. But A Dark Quiet Death is just this one-off, 30-minute, like almost short film that tells the story of uh, Chris Milioti and, and Jake Johnson's kind of like meeting at a video game store, falling in love. They decide to start this video game together. It becomes this huge success. They get too big for their britches, so to speak. And then basically it ends up crashing and burning after like 10 years or whatever. And it ends up in the bargain bin at the local video store Mm -hmm. and they, they see each other there shopping for it. It's like a dollar in the bargain bin. And it just kind of tells the story over a quick half hour of how it kind of with the rise and fall in the video game industry. I want to say that was in the nine. It was either in the eighties or nineties in the, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was, I think it was the nineties. Cause I I think think they reference, did they reference resident evil or it was, kind of similarities to that kind I of thing. I feel like I feel like it was 90s if for no other reason cuz the video game Dark Quiet Death kind of looked 90s like yeah. Doom and that kind of thing. But anyway, I just thought it was so beautiful. Now there's a tie-in, of course, to Mythic Quest that we see at the end of season 1 because they are in the same building that those characters were in in that episode yeah. um, when they were running their game. So we see kind of the tie-in there, which was really cool. But that's probably my my absolute favorite episode. And okay. I know that's kind of weird because it doesn't have anything to do with the actual show. Yeah, yeah and those uh, those are the two episodes that are probably at towards the bottom for me because I felt like it yes, it gave us some backstory and some some more information on a a, a different side of things, mm-hmm. but they kind of took me away from everything else of this fun this game this these characters and stuff and it's like oh this is kind of kind of odd i could see that and that i could see that happening easily but i guess when you're on a bench imagine if you were watching it week to week and that episode came out you'd be like what like i have to so basically you have to wait two weeks to see another episode with poppy and i and whatever and that's what that's what happened in season one for me was we were watching week to week and then that one comes and we're like okay this is weird um, I guess we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Whereas season two, I, we kind of waited and binged through it. So it was like, okay, this is an odd episode with CW, but it's kind of giving you a backstory of, of him and where he's come from. Right. And you kind of find out who it is. Like, yeah. As the episode goes on, you kind of make the connection. Whereas the one I just mentioned, there's literally no connection at all. 
it's set for a quick little tie-in at the end of the season. Yeah. But, I, you know, we mentioned the, the cameos on this show so far and Miliati, who I love from like Palm Springs, and she's in this HBO show right now called Made for Love that I really like. And, of course, she was hated as the mom and How I Met Your Mother and like so on. But I love her as an actress and to have her do a cameo and then Jake Johnson from New Girl, who I really like too. I thought that was really cool. It was great casting, I felt like, and they were both so charismatic that it was able to keep you invested, even though it didn't really yeah. have anything to do with Mythic Quest as a whole. And I really, really dug that episode. Also, I was just looking on IMDb, and uh, it's the highest rated episode, Brad. So once wow. again, you're okay. wrong. All right. That's, <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's it's because it's too highly rated. It's not It's not trash cinema for me. I know it's a nine. It's a nine point four episode All over right. on IMDb, and the one with CW is a nine point two, which is the second rated. Episode. See, that's what it is. You get you get up there in the nines, maybe, and I'm like, eh. I didn't mention it um, when I asked you about the technical aspects, and all you really mentioned was Snoop Dogg, <laughs> which I can't say I blame you. <laughs> which I can't say I blame you. Um, but there's a song called "Everything Goes Wow" by the Broods, and this show uses that song kind of like over and over again throughout the. Series. I don't know if you know what song I'm talking about. It's a female singer, uh, but it's a song that I already knew. So I was like really excited when I heard it the first time. But when the testers are deciding kind of what we talked about earlier, how everything gets flipped and mm-hmm. Dana's going to stay at Mythic Quest because they're paying for her college and uh, Rachel's going to go to Berkeley. So they're going to be kind of separated, at least physically. They have this thing where they're like, remember when she told us not to do it in the office? And then they yeah. kind of like, start making out or whatever well the song starts playing over that and you can hear uh, what's her name carol carol hr oh my carol gosh can, i love carol yeah and carol can like hear them kind of doing it through the vent ventilation in her office and the song's playing and it's just a really cool kind of like montage but yeah that song is really cool it's called everything goes wow if you guys want to look it up by the broods but i thought that was a really good use of a song and the other thing from a technical aspect brad that i really liked and i wanted to ask your opinion on it um because i feel like it could be divisive but i love how they'll transition from the scenes and they'll show like a scene in the video game oh i love that i thought that was great okay yeah i thought it was really cool too like they'll finish the scene and then before going to the next scene it'll be like you know two monsters fighting in mythic quest in the actual video game yeah i i I thought that was great (laughs) yeah i love that too before I ask you the alternate ending to <laughs> season, I guess we'll just say the alternate ending to season two, because obviously we know how one. Yeah, we know how one two. ends. And before I ask you that, though, do you think or hope or see in any way anything developing romantically between Ian and Poppy? Because that's a sitcom hook, usually. It is. I'm and just curious. I'm and just Poppy curious keeps having dreams. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I love how I love how they're at the restaurant at the end of season two, and Ian's like, "This is going to be our baby. We're going to create it together." And she's like, all happy, and he's like, "Without doing it, I mind you." <laughs> and she's like, "No, no, I'm not thinking about that." I, so. I I don't know if I foresee a relationship between those two because I feel like it's more one sided, mm-hmm. where Ian is very much about himself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is very ego driven for sure. Yeah. Yes. And 
I know other relationships, like they kind of make it seem like Sue and David could have something at at some point. That would be so great. Oh, I love Sue. She trips me out. (laughs) I love how they put this really positive, bubbly person reading troll comments on video games. (laughs) It's like if your mom was like responding to trolls, you know, it's funny. But yeah, I love that kind of juxtaposition. So I don't know. I don't know if I would dislike if they did or if I guess if they decided to go that route. It would depend on how they did it. I don't want them to, but well, yeah. I guess we'll see. I, you know, I kind of don't either, but I kind of like would be along for the ride if they did. Like, this isn't a great comparison, but it was like when I was a huge Seinfeld fan and we knew that uh, Elaine and Jerry had been a couple before the show started, basically. Mm-hmm. And then and then they kind of played with it in season two where they were like, they had that they had that period of time where they were like, we're going to you know, be friends with benefits basically. And then they started kind of getting too attached and it was almost like they were dating again. I didn't like that period of the show. So I would like it if they could have a stint where they were romantic, maybe for like a season or a half a season and then like recover from it and use it as a context later on. Like, you know what I mean? I could see them bringing in a love interest for Poppy and making Ian kind of jealous Uh in a way. Because he's shown, you know, you're right, he's an egomaniac, but he has shown moments of if he's going to be soft, it's going to be for Poppy. Yeah. You know, basically like giving up everything to let her live her dream, you could argue at the end of season two. And discussing that real quick before we wrap up with our ratings and stuff. So at the end of season two, uh, you know, we're, we're getting a season three in a few weeks. But what happens is Poppy and Ian decide to leave Mythic Quest because yes. they decide they've done all they can do there. Well, it, season one ended where... Poppy was going to leave, and then in season two, they were, you know, co-kind of leaders. Right. He basically promoted her to be his equal. Yeah, and, th- and that was kind of the the battle back and forth all of season two. Right. And then they decided to come together, and mm-hmm. they, they started working together. But they also decided collectively, like, look, we've done all we can do here. Like, what was the first expansion called? The first season was... Um, uh, Raven's Banquet. Yeah, they're like, Raven's Banquet is our masterpiece. Like, we can't do any better than that. You know, Poppy has all these really innovative ideas, but, you know, as I put it, you can't rebuild the foundation of a skyscraper yeah. one, once it's in the sky. So they need to basically start from zero with, with a lot of her ideas, which, by the way, I feel like is a legal issue. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like David might be like, wait a second, what? <laughs> like the ideas that you created here, you're going to go over to, you know, id software or something and sell it. I don't get it. So that might be a little bit, maybe that'll actually come into play in the next season. But so they decide to leave Mythic Quest, start their own thing. We don't really know what that is yet, except that nope. it's going to involve her Hera kind of plan, which is a kind of a all inclusive uh, where gamers can all be on the same thing together. So it's it's a very uh, elaborate thing that they're going to try to build on, but that's it, and it kind of ends. And then you know, I mentioned the one of the showrunners for Community. I saw an interview with her where she was like, "Yeah, we did that in the Community too, where we just wrote all this stuff, and we didn't even know if we were going to get a next season, but we didn't care." And that's what happened here. <laughs> like this season ended, and they hadn't even announced season three yet. Yeah. So so it was one of those like, okay, well, if it does end, this is how it ends. Of like, okay, we're we're just we're leaving. And that's that. So now yeah. what are we going to do? <laughs> what you Exactly. What would you think of the plot twist of uh, Poojie Shu being his son? Did you like that or no? Yeah, I thought it was fine. It didn't. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. It was a surprise. Yeah, I didn't see it coming, but it 
it, yeah, it didn't throw me or anything like that. Yeah. The, this ending did kind of throw me because I'm curious where it's going to go because the show is Mythic Quest and it's all about the Mythic Quest game, but now they're gone. They're leaving. So is it going to be like David and Brad running Mythic Quest and they're going against Poppy and Ian, whatever they have going on? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the finale, you know, David was telling Joe, like, we got to get a new creative director. We got to get mm-hmm. a new financier. We got to, you know, so they're planning on hiring people for all because I don't know if you realize, but like a lot of people basically just left. <laughs> like the two testers are gone. They were main characters. Brad's in prison, presumably, for at least six months. Oh, yes, because his brother came in and, you know, the there was a whole trading. <laughs> right, right. And then obviously Poppy and I. And so it's like basically six characters just left the show in the last episode. So. I don't know. You're right. It's kind of like, how does the show go on and still incorporate Mythic Quest specifically? Yeah. So it is going to be interesting to see. But how do you th- what do you think instead of doing like an alternate ending, unless you have an alternate ending? What do you kind of think? I mean, I don't have an alternate ending. I, all I can say, like I said, is is Ian and Poppy are going to s- start a thing that kind of compete more or less with Mythic Quest. And there's going to be a. Maybe they go to the the big gaming thing, the uh, you know the E three kind of gaming thing that they had in season one, and they do this big announcement of like, all right, here's our new thing, and whoever is running Mythic Quest, whoever they bring in, and then it's this big competition for that rest of the season. I wonder if they're going to have a one off episode again. Yeah, that'd be cool. I feel like it would have happened already though, but I, that would be awesome. Oh, you mean like during the season? Yeah, yeah. Kind of oh, like yeah, season yeah, one had great. one, season two had one, kind of one that doesn't. I, I think they'll have to because it's like a thing now. <laughs> right? I mean, they'll I, probably do that. Episode five every time. Yeah. And maybe the storyline kind of, since they said season three and four, it kind of encompasses both. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are plans to end it at four or if they're just going to kind of play it and be like, eh, let's let's uh, let's see where it goes. Well, how about this for next season? What I So what if like Brad or maybe another character, but I'm just going to say Brad, what if he gets like a big settlement from this whole like thing with his brother and he just gets all this money? And he decides, like, look, we got to keep the band together. And him and David convince Poppy and Ian to, like, stay with the Mythic Quest brand. But they, like, build everything from the ground up. So it's, like, you know, Mythic Quest 2.0. And it's, like, going to be this new format uh, using the name. I I don't know. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. But I feel like I don't know that I'm ready for, like, a rival situation. Okay. Because I love the characters all so much. I don't necessarily want the band to split up and go against each other. Right. But it, yeah, because I love them all. They have, there's a great dynamic between all of them because they are all quirky in their own way. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but we don't have to wait too long. No, we cool. don't. It's com- coming back on June 24th. Except so. we got to wait, you know, once a week for each episode. But <laughs> yeah, does Apple Apple TV does that, right? Yes, they do. Uh, well, they'll probably release a couple to start, I would imagine. But yeah, that's weak. <laughs> Come on, Apple TV Plus. <laughs> Let's binge. Okay, ratings. So on Apple TV Plus, we give our ratings out of 100, obviously 100 being the best ever. So what do you think, man? What is your final thoughts on the first two seasons and what's your rating? Uh, First two seasons, I mean, this is, aside from Ted Lasso, this is the show I think that everyone should watch on Apple TV. Uh, It is just, it's really fun. All these characters are quirky. They all have their own little 
nuances and it's just hilarious. I cannot wait for season three. I think when we decided to start doing this, it was one of the first things I said, you have watch mythic quest, watch mythic quest. It's one of the ones that you have to watch this one. Cause I don't think a lot of people knew about it at first. No, I, I agree with that. So overall, I would give this 85 swords for, uh, mm-hmm. for mythic quest swords, out of a hundred. I like it. I like it. I thought you were going to say shovels. We should do shovels. <laughs> oh, yeah, shovels. In, uh, I forgot about the shovel. Yeah. <laughs> so 85 shovels. You know, I agree with everything you said. I, I think I liked it a little bit more than you did. I mean, I actually like this better than Ted Lasso, which is maybe an Wow, okay. I don't know. I just feel like I'm a little closer connected to the source material than with Ted Lasso. Like, Okay, I can see I can see that for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a soccer fan, for example. So, like, I love the show, but I don't really care about soccer. Whereas I love Mythic Quest and I also love video games. So and then not only that, I'm a little I'm a little biased because of the behind the scenes that we already talked about with McElhaney and Charlie Day, you know, and the pedigree from modern family and community, and you can kind of see all the different actors that that are from those different shows that are kind of showing up in this. And uh, I think the writing is phenomenal. So this is Probably, uh, I'd have to look at a list. I mean, I really, really like Severance, but I don't remember what I gave that on a rating last time we got together. But for this one, I'm going to give it like a 96. Wow, okay. I I love Mythic Quest, man. It hasn't had a bad episode, which is saying a lot. I loved every episode. I feel like all the characters, with the exception of maybe CW, (laughs) really grow throughout throughout the uh, show. And we kind of get to see different things kind of getting set up, which I think is really cool, too. But yeah, I love it. It's a very like, you know, community esque type show, but oh, just yes. kind of centered, just kind of centered around video games. So absolutely, you know, if you love any, oh, and Silicon Valley too, which was a show I loved on HBO. Did you ever watch that? I haven't. I've been told that I have okay. to check it out. Yeah, so Silicon Valley is actually really, really similar to this, but it's not so much developing the game; it's trying to like get it sold and the legalities and stuff like okay. that. So, but it's a very similar approach to kind of that that community the video game community so uh, i say give it a go 96 for me i I gotta go back and see what i rated severance but i'm gonna say this is probably my favorite apple tv original that i've seen so far well i mean everything i've watched on apple tv has been great so i can't i can't not suggest anything yet (laughs) speaking of which brad as we say goodbye to the folks for this episode of apple tv plus what are we going to do on our next episode in about three months (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i think i think next up for us is uh after party isn't it yep the after party which i just wrapped which, up a few weeks ago you know in the next few months when we finally get back together to record that could change who knows so we'll it see it could change but i did hear interestingly because i felt like that was a one and done season but i did hear they renewed that for a they season did two. they did and some of the same characters will be coming back so i don't really know how that what new mystery is going to get tied in there, but um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed that one too. So I'm looking forward to discussing that with that one with you also. That one was really fun. And in the meantime, I will say you can follow us on our social on Twitter and Instagram, although we haven't posted a whole lot over there at Apple teeny plus with the plus spelled out on both, or you can email us appletiniplus at gmail.com. Let us know if there's any shows that you would love to see us do. I'm sure we'll uh, Julio will be hitting us up for the one that he wants us to watch. I forgot what it was. Which one was that? Is that the one with Elizabeth Moss? Because I do want to watch that one. Shining Girls. I, I do want to see that. 
I mean, yeah. it, there's so much on there I want to see. Yeah, there really is. I'm going to get you to – eventually we'll do Central Park. I think that's a really fun um, animated show. My wife wants us to do Schmigadoon or whatever it's called. Schmigadoon was really good. Well, we'll be here. We'll do it. It just might take us you several know, years. But it'll we'll take it. a few years, but we'll do it. <laughs> all right, man. So, Until next time, I always love talking to you, brother. You too. We will talk to you all later. See ya. Good night.